This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Top of the 8 o'clock hour, WIP Morning Show with Ross Tucker because it is a Ross Tucker Wednesday, inching closer to uh, conference championship weekend. Eagles 49ers from the link at 3 o'clock right here on WIP. Uh, but Ross, uh, you know, earlier when you first joined us, I mentioned this, and we never circled back to it. So it's, of course, a prize wheel Wednesday as well. And so many Eagles fans uh, were they had their laptop set up, they had their phone, they had a tablet, simultaneously trying to get into the queue to purchase tickets for the championship game on Sunday. Roughly two thousand were able to get through and purchase tickets. The rest were, you know, uh, it, it, it was an impossible ticket to get at a reasonable price. So with that in mind, Ross, we made it our prize wheel topic. Um, what is something, an event, could be in sports, could be a concert, could be a moment in history, that if you could purchase tickets to watch, what would it be? Ross, do you have something? I do. I have two that come to mind. Let me just say this first of all about the ticket thing. You know, because didn't wasn't there a disaster for people trying to get Taylor Swift tickets? Oh yeah, they're still fighting over it. I think it's reached Congress. Yeah. So so what you know what I've heard about this, which is nuts, is that there are like customer service centers, um, perhaps internationally, that when something like this becomes available, they go crazy. Like they're all calling and online, all those things to get the tickets. For scalpers to scalp the tickets on the secondary market, mm-hmm. because you get the ticket. Were the tickets like for face value? If you purchased them through the Eagles, yeah, they were face value. Right, so you get them for face value, and then you can sell them for. Because I I saw like weren't didn't John Clark tweet that it's like the most expensive championship game ticket or Correct. something like yeah. that? Yeah. So um, it's wild that this is like the way it is that anybody. There was no restrictions in terms of where your zip code was or where your um, yeah. phone number was. Not right? that we're aware of, no. Well, I know there wasn't for Taylor Swift, right? Because people can get the tickets from wherever. So there are places where they have like hundreds of people in a customer service center. And they say to them like, hey, uh, for the next hour, at starting at 2 o'clock, we're not, we're not taking calls. We're all just getting Eagles Niners tickets. And they just call and call, and they're on every device, and um, it's just wild because they make so much money off of that. Yeah, I mean, it's like a five hundred percent return. You buy them for two hundred, you sell them for whatever. It's it's bananas. So anyway, they got to they got to fix that somehow. I I agree. And and by, I, the way, by the way, you know you don't even have to pay taxes on that. What? 
Oh, you well, mean when you purchase them on the secondary market, if, or if, if you, or when if you, you, when you, oh, and you're making the profit off them, right? Like the scalpers, they don't pay taxes. Like what, what they should do is, you should have to have like a social security number so that they know you're in the United States. First of all, and then second of all, you should have to. You should have to pay taxes Ross on it. Ross is going to fix Ticketmaster. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, it. if you have to pay taxes on it, right, people, it wouldn't be as incentivized for the scalpers. All right, so Ross, what's that event that you would go to? I have two that came to mind immediately. And one is really interesting because it's outside of my favorite sport wheelhouse. But 1980... U.S. beating Russia oh. in the Olympics yeah. hockey. Yeah, Lake Placid. Yeah, I just knowing what those years were like. I mean, that's before Rocky IV, which ended the Cold War, uh, when Rocky <laughs> was able to beat Drago. Like that he ended, ended the that, Cold yeah. War. Um, but um, like, I can't even imagine what that was like. Just knowing what things were like between the United States and Russia back then. Like to be in that, to be in Lake Placid. When that happened, can you even imagine? No, it must have been like unbelievable. Plus, it was 1980. Like, yeah. anything anything goes. Like, that oh, would have been. Oh, it must have been one hell of a party. Oh, can you imagine? <laughs> yes. Just yes. incredible. So, that's yeah. one. And then the other one is probably my favorite um, sporting event memory of my life as a fan. And that was uh, the 1987 Fiesta Bowl when Penn State beat Miami for uh, the national championship. Mm-hmm. Was that so Jerome Brown? It was Jerome yeah. Brown and Vinny Testaverde. Yep, Vinny and Testaverde. Penn State didn't even have that many great players, <laughs> and they beat them, and it was yeah. just – so I grew up diehard Eagles, diehard Penn State, hmm. but the Eagles never had a moment like that when I was a fan, right? Like I was too young for 1980, and then by the time the Eagles were really good in the 2000s, I was like playing against them, you know? Yeah, so you so I, I never had that me. moment like <laughs> – I never had them. In fact, I think I saw the Eagles when I was a fan. I think they won like one playoff game. All right, so you're not. Don't go on. Don't go on Sunday, Ross. (laughs) If I had a chance to purchase a ticket, give me. Let me be witness to Ross Tucker hitting that three pointer at Wyoming High School not all that long ago. That's a that's a must attend event. Uh, well, if I could go back to the Holy Name game, we actually would win the game. Maybe. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Didn't happen. I mean, 33.16 rebounds. We still lose in triple overtime. It's okay. I'm over I, it. That's a hell of a I game. I, actually I don't wa- think about it every day. <laughs> no, never. <laughs> I want to bring up an overtime game to you that the 49ers played in January 1st. It was their game against the Raiders. You know, that wild, crazy game. Yeah. San Francisco won 37 to 34. I believe it was Purdy's fourth game that he played. But I'm looking at it from, you know, everybody, all we hear is, oh my God, this Niners defense, it's just impossible. Well, the Raiders with Stidham put up, you know, 34 points, uh, combined rushing, 135 yards rushing. Devontae Adams, 153 yards catching, two touchdowns. Mac Hollins had three catches for 40 yards. So I'm just wondering, like, if there's anything you could take from that as the Eagles to go, they're not like this unbelievable, impossible to score on defense. They're not. Yeah. They're not. I mean, they have a good defense. They're not the eighty-five Bears. Okay. <laughs> okay. They're not the what is it, ninety-one Eagles? Yeah. Like they're 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 not that great. They they have the best defense in the NFL this year. They're right there with the Eagles. You look at every stat; it's Eagles or Niners. But like, I think even we would say, as good as the Eagles' defense is, 
I don't know that anybody would argue like the Eagles have some like all-time great defense, right? Yeah. I mean, they have a well, really good defense. It's why I fight with people about Gannon all the time. <laughs> right. They're so, not yeah. like some like I, – I, I don't feel like 20 years from now, people are going to be saying, oh my God, man, that 2022 <laughs> Eagles defense. It's not like the 85 I, Bears yeah. or the 2000 Ravens. or They have a, they have a good defense, it, and so do the Niners, yeah. but they're not like – Light. I mean, Stidham threw for 365. I know. <laughs> Part of that is what I was saying earlier, which is um, I just don't think their secondary is that great. I don't think their corners are that great. I think they can be had. They're very good against the run. They have the best linebackers in the NFL. So what happens is um, their linebackers take away the easy underneath throws. Their pass rush gets there with Bosa. But if you can throw it against their corners or against their secondary down the field, you can have some success. Ross, as much as maybe the Eagles coaching staff is looking at that that Raiders game a little bit, if you're the 49ers, do you look at that Commanders game that the Eagles lost and use some of that as a blueprint? Yes, a thousand percent. That and, to a lesser extent, the Saints game. Yes. I think if you're Kyle Shanahan, you want to possess the ball – you want to run it, get in a bunch of third and shorts, convert them. I think that is the game plan because I think you hmm. want to also try to keep the Eagles' offense on the sideline as much as possible. Yeah, Tom in South Jersey's on WIP. Hey, Tom. Hey, how you guys doing? Good. Good morning. Totally psyched. Totally psyched. Hey, I do want to throw in. I predicted uh, the Eagles' record a long time ago, like third or fourth game of the season. I predicted they'd be fourteen and three on this show. And I was mocked, by the way. Well, I mean, Tom, you might be the only person in the entire northeast region of the country who had them at fourteen and three. What made yes, you so confident? Well, what made yes, you so confident? What did you see at the time that made you go to fourteen? I think it was AJ. I mean, just the, the passing, right? Just AJ and and uh, yeah, they were just amazing. I think mm-hmm. so. I, that's what I think they're gonna. And I'll make a prediction for this game. Well, you, you, and I want this. I want this one to be on tape too. I think the Eagles win 24-14, and it's not going to be that close even. So, so the Victor can't wait whoa, to talk wait, to you next week. Wait a minute. So, Tom, the 14 points, San Francisco scores the measly 14. You're kind of implying that they're kind of mercy points. Uh, I think they score a touchdown late. I think most of the game is like 24-7. Ross, and can, you, they, in, can so. you envision a double-digit victory by the Eagles in this game? Yes, I can, yeah. Oh. If the Eagles jump out to a lead – I think the Niners are in trouble. I mean, because then the place will just be going bonkers. Then if they have to get away from running the ball and play action and they have to go to a straight drop back game. So there's no scenario in my mind where the 49ers blow out the Eagles. There is a scenario where the game gets away from the 49ers because they, they fall behind and they are really, really not built to come from behind in any aspect. Is that They're Shanahan? Over- is that is that the way he caught? Because he he does strike me as timid sometimes. I don't think it's timid. I think it's um, they put so much into the run game, the play action, the bootlegs that they actually put a premium. I would say, Rhea, on run blocking offensive linemen mm-hmm. as opposed to pass blocking, and so you get in third and long. They're just they're not, not built for it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, McGlinchey's a Philly kid. I love him, 
but he's not a great one-on-one pass pro. Trent Williams at left tackle is a different story. He's a different animal. But the inside guys are not great. They're just kind of guys, and they just can't hold up. I mean, they rotate right guards. They're just not – and at Purdy, that's not what he does best. Purdy's best when he's play action, bootleg. He's not a guy – this is not like a Mahomes or a Josh Allen or a guy that can just sit there in the pocket and slice and dice you. Uh, Tom, give us a uh, an event in history you'd like to purchase tickets to see. Yeah, you're probably going to laugh, but uh, I wouldn't pick something recent. I, I was always fascinated when the uh, Romans flooded the Colosseum and they had the sea battles. I would mm. go back and see one of them. See uh, a Colosseum battle? That'd be Did really not cool. Have that on my bingo list. I, today. I knew that was coming. At <laughs> that actually point. would be awesome. <laughs> I like keep Jones autograph That would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Ross, what you said resonated with me just a moment ago when you're speaking of you can't see you can see an Eagles double digit victory if they get out big early. I I maybe this is you you'll laugh at this. The Eagles not winning the coin toss against the Giants was where they won the game because the Giants then deferred giving the Eagles the ball first and they set the tone for the entire game. Is the coin toss going to be that important for this Sunday's game? Well, first of all, um, as usual, John, that's a leading question with a false premise <laughs> by you. You are unbelievable. John, uh, you're, are you married? Yes. Your wife must hate you. What because, because, the because, hell is this? <laughs> any argument you get with her, you, you, you ask leading questions with a false premise. So you're, you're asking me to answer a question based on you sliding in there that the Eagles beat the Giants because they got the ball first. Guess what? The Eagles would have beaten, would have bashed the Giants' brains in no matter who got the ball first. Do I think it helped that they got the ball first and went down for a touchdown? Yes, I do. But you made it sound like like we're watching a movie where you have to get this magical key at the end, and the key is the Eagles getting the ball first. And Absolutely. What, what, in, I think John's completely right. Now, hold so, on there. No, so no. Hold on a second. Rhea, if the Giants got the ball first. <laughs> no, they were the going to crush them anyway. No, they were going to crush But in terms of, all right, well. But, I, I, but, but that was how two bad teams beat the Eagles this year. Yes. By right. by just, you know, taking it and kind of suck. The, the, my biggest fear last week, and now I said all week long, I wasn't the one who was afraid of the Giants. My fear was that the Giants would go on one of those long drives and take the energy out. That's yes. that's the biggest thing outside of the, of the obvious talent the Eagles have is that crowd. Right. And Ross, you just you mentioned earlier how the whole soft zone and then feel it out from there, that would lead to the Eagles deferring, Niners get the ball first and a lot of you know quick slants and a long sustained drive. Well, the Eagles are going to defer. I mean, when's the last time they didn't defer? That would absolutely shock me. We did that ask, would... actually, Nick Sirianni about it uh, when he was on with us on Monday. And he kind of just was like, well, you know, we don't always do it. But, you know, I was like, yeah, he's deferring. <laughs> well, it just, I mean, he, they, they look at everything as a competitive advantage. Yeah. And so they don't want to give sure. away that they would do that. But they, uh, that would really surprise me. I mean, that, there's a reason why they defer all the time. There's a reason why almost every team defers as much as they do um the the bottom line is if the Niners get the ball in the first drive the Eagles can't let them march right yeah. I mean either way <laughs> pretty, I, pretty I, simple. I, I do think what you said Rhea about taking the crowd out of the game I think and the energy I think it's a very real thing yeah. 
And I just experienced that again Sunday. Oh, with the Bills. The bang the, oh. the Bills fans were so rocking, so ready to go. The Bengals first two drives, ding ding dong, bing bing bing, touchdowns. And those people, it totally took the life out of those people in Buffalo. Oh, well, Ross, I'll accept your apology at any point. Two one five five nine two nine four nine four. More with Ross Tucker coming up. It's eight eighteen.